Good morning, Evergreen Church. I love the statement that it's just chapter 32, right? This is so perfect because this is just an extension of what God has been doing, what has been in his heart since the foundation of the earth, and he is continuing this good work. And we call this, this portion of an installation service the address. And that sounds very formal. And I just take that to mean I'm going to address Ilsean and Carlos this morning. And church, don't we know that when the Lord speaks something to us, we always need people around us who remind us of what the Lord has spoken. And so I'm going to ad address Ilsean and Carlos specifically this morning, but please feel free to eavesdrop. I would appreciate that. So as I was praying for you guys um, in the weeks leading up to this, this scripture kept coming back to my mind and my heart. And it's one of those scriptures that I knew the words, but I didn't know the address. Anybody else like that, that like you know the words, but you're like, where is that? It took me a long time to find it again. But this is the scripture. It's out of Psalm 78, and it starts in verse 70. And it says, he chose David his servant and took him from the sheep pens, from tending the sheep, he brought him to be the shepherd of his people, Jacob, of Israel, his inheritance. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart, and with skillful hands, he led them. And I just, as I was praying for you, there were some reminders that I wanted, I felt like the Holy Spirit really wanted to embed in your hearts during this time and during today. And the first one is, is that first part, he chose David. You guys didn't choose this. The Lord chose it. He chose you for this time, for this season, and for this place. And this has been confirmed by a multiplicity of church leaders. I mean, the fact that even Emily, like, guys, she's a big deal in our denomination. She's kind of a, a big wig. And, like, she's here for this. Like, this, this appointment and this placement in this time has been confirmed, church, over and over again. God chose you. And then it says, he called him from the sheep pens, from tending the sheep he brought him. And I love this part because where we come from matters. The experiences and the place that God called you from to be in this place, that matters. And that impartation that happened in those times and in that season, that is how God wove into you what you need in this season. And so it matters. And church, you can stop eavesdropping eavesdropping and we'll talk together for a minute now. What they're bringing with them, the DNA they're bringing with them, that matters. It's new. It's a new type of life for this new season and it's important and it's good and it's part of why God has brought them here in this time. And then the next thing it says that he led with an integrity of heart. I actually love the New Living Translation here. It says a true heart. The first step of every leader is to keep our hearts integrous before the Lord, that we stand or fall before one alone. We serve for an audience of one. And that at all times, and I know this to be true of you guys, and I know that we will see this to be true over the long term, that you guys will maintain that integrous foundation that gives you ground, solid ground, under your feet from which to lead from. And then it says, with skillful hands, he led them. That word skillful is the same word that's used of the master craftspeople that designed and built the temple and the tabernacle. 
this concept of, of skills and crafts that are learned over a period of time and mastered over decades. And the thing that I have already noticed about the both of you is that you guys are lifelong learners, that you guys are committed to excellence in what God has put you um, in, in and the places that he's called you to. And so the thing that, that I would encourage and admonish you is to remember to stay faithful in that skillful learning and commitment to lifelong learning. And, and so if you guys want to come forward now, we're going to have uh, Dave Edler, our district supervisor, and he's going to be um, leading us in the, address, uh, the charge. I'm going to get some of this right at some point. One of the things that I want to remind you of is that uh, God did choose them, but uh, there is a process that Foursquare churches go through, and uh, I oversee the Northwest District of Foursquare, 285 churches, but we are a part of a denomination that uh, is in 156 nations and have, has over 100,000 churches and millions of participants who would declare, I'm a Foursquarer. And uh, I tell you that because they all recognize these two as the next leaders of this church. And one of the fun things for me is uh, being a friend of Jared and Ann's, uh, when they called and started talking about, we actually think we have the people that you should. And uh, we spent about this much time with these two and said, absolutely, we're, we're with you. We're, we're all in. So we stand here fully in agreement with what God is doing. That, um, that these two are the next leaders this next season, this new season in the life of this church. And one of the things that we do in our, in our movement, uh, Foursquare, is that we do a covenant-type uh, ceremony. This is it. I'm about to begin it uh, with these two. So I'm going to ask them some questions and ask them to respond by saying, I will. And then quite honestly, because we believe that the local church is the hope of the world, we're going to ask you some questions and ask you to respond by I will too, as a part of this covenant installation service that you're a part of. So, Carlos and Ilian, will you devote yourselves to the worship of Almighty God, to the study of his word, to prayer, and to personal purity and maturity in Christ? We will. Will you make your family your top priority after Jesus? We will. we will. Will you give yourselves to the evangelization of this community, striving for the salvation of people? We, we will. will. Will you, through preaching, teaching, and servant leadership, dedicate yourselves to the edification and maturing of each member of this church? We, we will. will. Will you develop spiritual leaders and enlist church council members and additional staff as necessary to carry out the ministry of this church? We, we will. will. Will you encourage financial stewardship and prayerful support of missions? We will. Will you, together with the council of this church, steward the business and finances of this local church with transparency and integrity? We, we will. Will you represent and strengthen the distinctive side of the Foursquare Church, its goals and ministry? We, we will. will. That's so cool. In Acts chapter 20, verse 28, it says, Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. That's what God has done today. So now, all of you, would you respond with an I will if you intend to live this way in this church? Will you faithfully pray for your pastors? 
Will you support them by faithfully serving the mission of this church? Will you support their vision and dreams? Will you support financially by bringing your tithes and offerings into this storehouse? Will you hold them accountable to put family first? Will you live biblically and deal with your offenses with each other and with leadership with grace in accordance with Matthew 18, 15? Thank you. Now, if you feel comfortable doing well, it's, I'm going to let Emily run with this one. It is a privilege to get to be here today. Ilsean and I have been friends for many years, and then I've seen the Lord bring Carlos into her life and Charlie Joy. And so when you have long-term friendships, getting to be part of days like today is such a privilege because we celebrate what God does along the way. And, and we have history, and history sometimes is a loaded word, can mean bad things, but in, in the case of the, of the people of God, history is a good thing because we're to remind each other of what God has done in our stories. Even as we talk today about the 32 chapters of Evergreen, right? We're telling the story of God's faithfulness in this place. And as a friend today, I get to stand here and and, and remind Ilsian and Carlos and and testify to you that God's been faithful in their lives all along the way. That he's kept his promises. He's been good even when it looked like there was no way that good could come of a situation. And I'm also here to tell you that as, my, as knowing my friends, I also know that this day is a fruit of a lot of hidden yeses to Jesus. Because often we come to days like today and we think it's something just happened, like a new thing. And yes, it's a new season that we can all see, but, but there's something that's been germinating and growing underneath the surface for many years. And that is obedience to Jesus when nobody was looking. And so today, I, I, I tell the story of those yeses and that faithfulness. And I rejoice that God has placed you here at this time with this people for this city and um, what he's doing here. And in a moment, we're going to pray for you. But first, I just want to share that as I was praying leading up to this, this day, the picture of Ezekiel 47 came to my heart. And in that, that passage, Ezekiel, the prophet, tells, has a picture of this river flowing from the temple in Jerusalem. And the thing about it is, is that it goes into the desert, but something happens that isn't expected. Everywhere it goes, life comes. And life springs up in the midst of the dead places. And in verse 12, this is what it says. It says, fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall, and there will always be fruit on their branches. There will be a new crop every month, for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple. The fruit will be for food, and the leaves for healing. A couple things. One, the temple where the water comes from, that's the presence of God with his people. And in John chapter 8, Jesus tells us, and he's standing in the temple, he reveals to us that he's actually the source of this living water, that it flows from him, that this was a picture of what Jesus would be. And, And the reason these trees in the midst of the desert have fruit in every season is because of the water, not because they're special trees. And it's always the proximity and the presence of Jesus that produces life and fruit in us. 
It's not the season. It's not the location. It's the presence of Jesus. And he has been faithful, and you guys have lived that out in your lives in other seasons, and that's not going to change. It's still his water, his life that springs up. And there's fruit in every season. It doesn't always look the same, but it's good fruit. And then what happens is as you stay close to Jesus, right, you don't have to lead out of your own strategy, your own controlling of environments, but the natural life and nutrients of the kingdom of God come out of you and you produce fruit. And it's nutritious and it feeds everybody around. It, it gives food to those who need it. And the leaves are for healing. And healing is available because of the life and ministry of the, the streams of water growing through you. And so we're going to pray that in this new season, that God will continue to do what he's already been doing in your lives in a new way, in a new place. But that the good fruit would feed those who are hungry, that the leaves would provide healing, that life would flourish around wherever you go and whereas this church ministers. Those of you who have been asked to pray, would you please come up and let's surround Ilcian and Carlos. We're just going to, we're going to pray over them and we're also confirming um, and what God has already done. I'm going to ask Dave as, as a district supervisor and as the bishop of this church to anoint them. Father God, we thank you for the lives of Ilsian, of Carlos, and Charlie Joy. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you have called them, you've prepared them, and then you've given them to this place and to this church. Lord, we today recognize that this is a new season, but Lord, you are continuing the good work that has been started here. That, Lord, they are, they are eating from fruit, they from trees they didn't plant, but, Lord, they are also planting new seed. Lord, we ask that their lives would be a testimony to your presence and, and, and nearness. That, Jesus, you would strengthen them for this season. That you would give them joy. That, Lord, they would stay close to you. And that, Lord, they would draw all their sustenance from you and you alone. Lord, we pray that in this place that there would be abundant fruit, that whatever is needed would be available. But Lord, we also pray very specifically that fruit would not just be eaten so that people could not be hungry, that Lord, we also ask that that seed would be planted. Lord, that there would be a multiplication of fruit, there would be a multiplication of healing, that new trees would spring up, that more leaves, more healing, more life, we pray and believe that in this season, Evergreen would be a place, a nursery, where all kinds of trees would be lined up getting the care it needs so that they could be dispersed out to the nations, to the place where there's no shade, where there's no hope, that these trees would have such, have such a good start here that they could be planted anywhere and flourish. And so, Lord, we thank you that you have given them the skill of gardeners able to, to care for your church so that the gospel would be multiplied and planted in new places. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, church. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Dave, Sunshine, Jackie and Rick. Thank you so much, Kim.
Natalia. Um, Jackie and Rick are our adopted, my adopted parents, um, ours because we got married and now we share relatives. Um, <laughs> um, I'm selfish, I wanna keep them to myself. Um, but we're very grateful for them. We ask them to stand in the place of our family and our parents that we love and we miss. But they're watching online. Hi, fam. Can you take Well, this is a very surreal. Uh, words cannot capture how, how much of a privilege and an honor it is to walk into this role, a role that um, I, I, I'm already believing that it will be one of the significant things we get to do with the time that God gives us. To be able to be a pastor of such a wonderful community that God has established for 90 plus years. That's incredible. And so I know um, that on significant days, uh, I wear a blazer. <laughs> and so this has been a personal practice of me. And so, so uh, that's what I'm doing today. Not only did I wear a blazer, I am twinning our area pastor. So how about that? We are twinning. And um, I wore this blazer because it's significant today, but I also wore a blazer because it made me think of something that um, God did when I was four years old. So let me tell you about four-year-old Carlitos. <laughs> so I don't know how this occurred. I know that we did not go and shop for this item. Uh, it must have been donated to us. But um, in my four-year-old wardrobe was a blazer. And I remember finding that blazer and with great excitement putting on that blazer and in front of my parents and my five other siblings pretending to preach my first message. And this was the first I want to be, or when I grow up, I'm going to be statement that I could remember. As a four-year-old, I said, I want to be a pastor. Really had no idea what a pastor did. <laughs> But the inspiration came from a man, and this man is no longer with us. His name is El Hermano Leon. That is how we knew him, El Hermano Leon, Brother Leon. So I grew up in a small uh, Assemblies of God Spanish-speaking church where uh, not only would we go to church on Sunday mornings, but we came back for an evening Sunday service. Anybody remember, remember those days? Yes. Lots of church growing up, Wednesday, Thursdays, we, it was lots of church. And I'd always wonder why, why, why do we got to go back, right? <laughs> but I was, I was watching El Hermano Leon, who was on the teaching team. He was not the pastor, but he did have the gift of teaching. He was one of the Sunday school teachers. And I'd watch him in Hermano de Leon, whether it was a Sunday morning, Sunday evening, or Wednesday prayer service, he came to church in a suit and tie. Suit and tie. And so I associated this, this idea of pastor-preacher with a suit and tie. And I bring that up um, first to say this, that um, our younger generations are watching what we do. And Hermano Leon, I don't believe ever heard this story or this impact that he's made on me, but he has impacted me forever. And I also bring it up because after that four-year-old, I'm going to be a pastor, uh, I never said that again. Because when I was in elementary school, I had uh, some older siblings that chose uh, the, uh, the, the local gang life. And so as a uh, young elementary school student, I said, I want to be a cholo. 
And I realized very fast that I am way too nice to be a gangster. <laughs> like, just wouldn't work. And so I started dribbling the ball in my front driveway, and, I, and then I started to watch Inside Stuff. You guys remember Inside Stuff on Saturday mornings? It was a basketball show highlighting NBA players. And I didn't want to just be an NBA player. I wanted to be on that show in the highlight reel. I wanted to be an NBA star in middle school. And I realized by sophomore year, I'm just, I'm just average. <laughs> and so that became uh, a switch where I was looking for significance and what would be my life impact. And I realized I was highly impacted by my coaches and teachers. And so I was going to choose education and coaching. And I believed and still believe that that is a great life of impact. And so I chose that route. I went to be a teacher, and, um, and I never pursued the traditional path of being a pastor. But over the last two years, as we've been invited to Evergreen, and we made the decision that I would leave education and go into full-time ministry, I feel like it was God who invited me to put back on the blazer that he had inspired as a four-year-old. And so may chapter 32 be a chapter where these these. Um, lifelong or early on inspirations that God has placed on you, the callings and the good works that he has inspired in you that have remained dormant. I'm 38 years old now, almost 38. I know I look like I'm 18, but I'm actually (laughs) older than that. And for the last 30 years, that has remained somewhat dormant. And so may chapter 32 be a season where these seeds that have been planted give fruit in your life. What has God inspired in your life? Things that would bring him glory, things that bring you joy. May we walk into those things. Because guess what? When we all do, God is glorified. The community is impacted. And people get to hear about Jesus here, near, and far. And so I look forward uh, to being one of your pastors. I would have been happy just being the pastor's husband. I really would have. (laughs) But God gives us so much more than what we ask. Um, Yeah, and I think I prayed uh, to never be a pastor's wife. (laughs) (laughs) So look at the Lord. (laughs) He has ways of uh, going beyond what we ever asked for or imagined. Um, But as I was praying and preparing for this moment, this thought came to mind. Jesus is the light by which we see. And um, thinking about what the Lord's been doing at Evergreen and what he will continue to do at Evergreen, I really just sensed the Lord just asking questions. And um, a few months ago, we were at a uh, pastors gathering and this word was prayed over as Hosea 10 12 and it talks about the seeds of righteousness and um, as I was thinking that I really just sensed that the Lord said will you follow me in paths not yet traveled will you look for me in places that I'm not yet seen will you bring my light to the people in their darkness Will you work the ground that is yet to be broken? And the verse that Emily shared um, in Ezekiel 
47, uh, when I first said yes to serving as a volunteer in youth ministry, that is the word that the Lord spoke and that are really just kind of quickened to my heart. And I say, I'm going to remember this word because I'm not sure what it all means. But I know that God is saying something about this word in my life. I even thought, I'm going to get a tattoo with that verse because it was that impactful to me. Right? And so it really just meant a lot. So I think when, when the Lord gave you that word, Emily, I just really sensed it was him reminding me, I've started a good work in you. And I am faithful to bring it to completion. And so I am so grateful that we get to be those people that get to abide with Jesus. We invite you to do the same. Because it's not just the fruits and the leaves that God is going to allow us to bear, but it's the fruits and leaves that you too, in your community, where God's called you to. You know that verse that Carlos was talking about is, it's we do good works and we light a lamp so that others will point to God and see his good works in us. So church, you and I get to be a light for other people. We get to be the ones that bring hope and life where there hasn't been that. And so we're inviting you in this season to work the ground that hasn't been worked yet. To share with people that maybe you thought, oh, that'll never happen. Because I know what I sense the Lord saying is, um, and I'll preach on this next week, but the promise of the Holy Spirit, it's not just for you, but that verse continues on to say, it's for your children and for those that are yet far away. So God has set himself to continue to do a good work, but it's not just for us, but it's for the generations to come. So we're going to continue to love children and youth, and we're going to continue to be about those that are yet to come, those that are far away. And so I invite you to be a part of that, because it is Jesus is the light by which we see, and we want others to see the life and hope that Jesus offers. So I invite you to be part of this with us, to trust God. And I know that for me, when the Lord talks about darkness, it's a little scary, right? Sometimes you need a nightlight because darkness is just really scary. But I know this, that God is greater than any darkness. And if he calls us to a place, it's because he will make the path. And that's the other image, that there are paths that are yet to be walked. And he's the one that makes a way. And we get to be obedient and go on this adventure. Because I know we're an adventure church. So here we go, trusting Jesus. Oh, I pray. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to invite you right there where you are um, just to lift your hands. And that's just a symbol, an agreement saying, okay, Lord, we're open to your will. So, Father, um, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this opportunity. And, Lord, I, I, I'm so grateful that we together get to trust you in this new season that you've set yourself to do a good work in the midst of us. And, Lord, I pray that we would remember what you've spoken today to, to be about your presence, to stay in you, to bear the fruit that you've called us to bear, God, but to be a church that seeks and saves those that are lost.
that your spirit would empower us, that it wouldn't be by our own strength, by our own wisdom, but by what your spirit births in and through us, that we're able to impact this city with the love of Christ. Lord, we pray for those that are far away, for maybe those that are represented in this room, family members, friends. Lord, we pray that they would come to know you and love you. Lord, we pray for our children and and our youth, that they would come to know you and love you, God. That we would be people that bring hope and healing because of you, Jesus. Lord, empower your church. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to do the work that you've called us to do in this season. And to prepare for what's to come for the next pastors. So, Lord, we thank you that you called us for now and for the today. But we know that there is a tomorrow that you already have in mind. So thank you that we get to trust you and walk with you. And, Lord, I want to pray for our family members, our blood family. And, Lord, we extend a blessing for those that are watching online that you would be with them. And, Lord, that we would see our family come to know you and love you. In Jesus' name, amen.